You're listening to Rhema for Today. Jesus is the one that Malachi was talking about, or predicted that would come, or predicted that would arise. So we see him here in his ministry. He went about all of their cities and villages, teaching in their synagogues and preaching the gospel of the kingdom and healing every manner of sickness and every manner of disease among the people. Welcome to Rama for Today with Kenneth and Lynette Hagan. This week, Kenneth E. Hagan continues his series, Son of Righteousness. Stay tuned for this powerful teaching. Also, later in today's program, I'll tell you about this month's special radio offer. Right now, let's join Kenneth E. Hagan with today's message. Well, one more time, let's look at uh, Malachi, the uh, fourth chapter and second verse. And uh, then into the ninth chapter of Matthew, Malachi chapter 4, verse 2, But unto you that fear my name shall the Son of Righteousness arise with healing in his wings. And ye shall go forth and shall grow up as calves of the stall. Hallelujah. Healing in his wings, the Son of Righteousness. Now in the ninth chapter of Matthew, we see this fulfilled because Jesus is the son of righteousness that uh, Malachi was predicting that would come and that would arise. And Jesus went about all the cities and villages teaching in their synagogues and preaching the gospel of the kingdom and healing every sickness and every disease among the people. Hallelujah. Let me emphasize again that Jesus is the son of righteousness. S-U-N. He's both the S-U-N of righteousness that shall arise. The sun rises, you know. Hallelujah. But he's also the S-O-N of righteousness. Hallelujah. Thank God he has arisen with healing in his wings. Jesus is the one that Malachi was talking about or predicted that would come or predicted that would arise. So we see him here in his ministry. He went about all of their cities and villages teaching in their synagogues and preaching the gospel of the kingdom and healing every manner of sickness and every manner of disease among the people. So his ministry then consisted of teaching, preaching, and healing. I want to say it again because it's so important that so many times folks want to get to the healing in a hurry. But they don't want to go through the teaching and the preaching 
always to get there, but it is often necessary. I make mention quite frequently of the fact that in 12 years of pastoral work, we never did bury one church member. In fact, I only had four or five funerals over the whole 12-year period. And those four or five funerals were for somebody that was outside the church or somebody that was kin to somebody that was a member of the church or somebody that used to be a member of the church, you know, before and moved off somewhere else, wasn't there while I pastored, and they brought them back there to bury them. Now, I always like to explain that that doesn't mean now that you're going to live forever down here in the flesh just because we didn't bury one church member. And that doesn't mean that, uh, you know, you're not going to live your life out. But we would teach people, and the teaching, that's what I want to get over to you. In all those 12 years, I do not remember but two of two church members that got healed instantly. I do not know that I can know of, it could have been possible, but I do not know of but two that God healed by a special manifestation, you know, like some gift of the Spirit in operation. Or in some, because we had special service, special healing line. I'd say that the majority of all these folks got healed just simply by us uh, visiting them in their homes and just keep teaching them. Just keep teaching them. Just keep cramming it down on them whether they want to hear it or not. <laughs> Just talk them out of dying, talk them into living. You know, they'd try to, the older people, you know, because you're suffering with pain and sickness and cancer. And some of them had that, but they got healed cancer. And uh, I, I'd say, well, let God heal you and then die. They'd say, leave me alone, let me die. I'm saved, ready for heaven. Just leave me alone. I said, I'm not going to do it. They're my members. They're, they're sheep of my pastor. I'm their shepherd and I... I feel obligated to him. I said, I'm not going to do it. Let God heal you and then die if you want to. But don't die like this. God's not going to get any glory out of you dying like this. And that's not his plan. I didn't believe it then. I don't believe it now. That that was God's plan for any of his children. Well, it would take time. You could understand that. It would take time. You'd lay hold of the Spirit and hold them here until you could get them taught teaching, preaching, healing. And I noticed that all, always, you see, that because they listened to the teaching and the preaching, then, then they got the healing. There, there just isn't any shortcut to it. Now, we know that God does some things, you know, there's special reasons sometimes, but that's usually, uh, that's not the ordinary, that's out of the ordinary of doing things. Now, uh, after they got healed, of course, they didn't want to die then. So they just kept on living. You know, they wanted to die when they was right at the point of death and suffering and pain. I'd say, let God heal you and then die if you want to. But after you got them healed, then didn't want to die right then. But the thought I wanted to get over to you was the teaching part. How did you do that? Well, with a small congregation, you could understand one man couldn't do it with a large congregation. But with a small congregation, you see, you had plenty of time on your hands to do that. You didn't have that many people sick at once because we was teaching faith and people were walking pretty well in, 
in the light of what they heard. And you just, well, I don't remember of ever in the whole congregation having over one person at the time that would be sick so you could concentrate on that one case, couldn't you? And just sort of stay with them. And I've just talked to them for hours. Just the one person. Just talked the one person for hours. Hours. And they'd come up with something else, you know, on the negative side, and you'd spend 15, 20, 30 minutes on that, straightening them out. You got that one answered, and they'll come up with another one. And when you get all the questions answered, then you can get them healed. And so it's a whole lot that way today in some areas. Well, it's the Word of God that answers our questions. So under the ministry of Jesus, he went about their cities and villages, teaching in their synagogues, preaching the gospel of the kingdom, and healing every manner of sickness and disease among the people. Now, as I said to you, Matthew didn't write this gospel of his in chapter and verses. Men divided it in chapter and verses for easy reference. And so when you come to the end of the ninth chapter, you might say this, that Matthew just sort of summing up what has happened concerning his ministry and sums it up by saying he went about their cities and villages teaching and so on. So backing up to the eighth chapter of Matthew, we consider some of these healings that the Bible records, and you understand this isn't all of them, but this is what the Holy Spirit saw fit to inspire Matthew to record for us. And there's a purpose in it in that he wants us to get the, the truth and the facts that surround the case. We looked at it already. The first one here in Matthew, the eighth chapter, was uh, the leper. The leper who came to Jesus as he came down from the mount where he'd preached what we call the Sermon on the Mount and said to Jesus, Lord, if thou wilt, thou canst make me clean. He believed in the power of the Lord to heal, but he doubted his willingness to do so. Now Jesus answered his question. The man stated his faith in that he believed in his ability. He believed in the power of the Lord to heal, but he didn't believe that he's willing to. So he said, if. If is the badge of doubt. If you will, you can make me whole. Thank God Jesus said, I will. Now, does that answer any questions for us? Well, yeah, somebody said, but he was talking to the leper there. Well, would Jesus say one thing to the leper and something else to you? No, he belongs to all of us. It doesn't say God so loved the world that he sent Jesus to the leper. No, Jesus belongs to all of us. God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. He gave Jesus his son to the world. Isn't that right? Why do you think the Holy Spirit inspired Matthew to write this? You know, there were thousands of cases of healing. And really, this is the only one that that is recorded where the willingness of God to heal was involved. Well, to get that thought over to us, to teach us, to teach us, hallelujah, that Jesus said, I will. 
Well, now stop just a minute. Analyze that a little bit further. Who is Jesus? Well, he's the son of God. Yes, we know that. But Jesus, as the scripture tells us, is God manifested in the flesh. Or putting it another way, Jesus said himself, the words that I speak unto you, they're not mine, but they're my father's. In other words, when you hear Jesus talking, you're hearing God talk. So I like to say it this way, God said I will. Hallelujah. Be thou clean. And I like to put it this way, God is saying to you, concerning your sickness, concerning your disease, I will. I will. You're listening to Rhema for Today. Now, let's join Kenneth and Lynette Hagan. We have an offer, an awesome offer this month. It is your dad's timeless teachings on uh, Son of Righteousness. That's three CDs. Yes, yes. And if when you purchase that, when yes, you order what? that, well, you get this free. Where is God in my storm? Yeah, you get my book. Where's God in my storm? This is a what is. 145 page book and mm -hmm. and it comes in it comes when you order this for $21 and you get the book free that's right so you go right now and get a hold of that that's a great offer don't delay call today call toll free 1-888-FAITH-99 again call toll free 1-888-FAITH-99 you can also order online at rhema.org. That's R-H-E-M-A dot O-R-G, rhema.org. Or if you prefer to write to Kenneth Hagen Ministries, our address is P.O. Box 50126, Tulsa, Oklahoma, 74150. We always love to hear from our listeners, so write in or email us today and become a part of Rhema for Today. Tomorrow, Kenneth E. Hagan will continue his message, Son of Righteousness, here on Rama for Today Radio with Kenneth and Lynette Hagan.